0: The Iz Robot Stuck at Home Show.
1: Hey guys, it is me, it's your dude, I your robots, and we're back with another super exciting, super fun episode of the Stuck at Home Show. That's the one where like, there is this terrible virus floating out and about in the world, so we're all stuck in our house. We're all wearing masks, hiding inside, doing whatever we can do to get by, but it's all good, man. The uh, the world is going to be looking up soon enough, things are going to get great, we're all going to be walking together Arm and arm into the sun. Right before we did this, I ate a handful of corn chips, and I have no idea why I did that. That was really dumb. I don't think there's a lot of professional broadcasters out there with a uh, with a bowl of corn chips at the mic, but that's why that's why we're here at Amateur Podcasting 101. This is me, I see your robots. We're back. It's gonna be fun. Let's see. Uh, hold on. Let me. Um, let me reach for something here. I bought something. At the Walmart the other day. You know your boy is always complaining about how he can't find anything that he wants at the Walmart. Well, guess what? I found something I have been looking high and low to and fro for. It is a G.I. Joe classified series. Figure number five, a.k.a. Scarlet. The one that I wanted more than any of the others. G.I. Joe classified is very similar to um, Marvel Legends, or Star Wars black they're taller they're much bigger than the uh, standard 3.75 inch GI Joes that we all know and love they have more details more weapons i i had been hesitant to get involved with these. I didn't want to jump all the way in. But I was at the, at the Ronard Park Walmart looking around for figs. And I was unable completely to find anything in the figure section. The boy toy area there is like, I'm not even kidding, it's like an eighth of an aisle. It is so small and so dinky. And they had like nothing at all on the shelf. So I went to, um I went to go find the wife who was looking for, I think she was looking for like a rack she could hang on the wall to put her, uh put her tennis shoes in. I don't know. Something like that, and as I was walking through the uh, various aisles to find her, I found Scarlet just randomly sitting on a shelf. I couldn't believe it; she was right there next to um, the the fluid that you use to uh, like deep clean your carpet. I was amazed. I was so happy. I couldn't believe it. I almost I almost fainted. I almost fell like right on the ground. I love this figure so much. Let's let's chop into this. Hold on, right now. Arthur Fonzarelli brand switch, cut right through the tape, there's a piece of tape along the top, very nice box, very collector friendly. Let me reach inside and pull the figure out, I'll set this box aside, very nice box, it has a, has a really good graphic of Scarlet on the front, and then on the side it has a bunch of different pictures of her doing like karate and halo jumping, and all sorts of all sorts of fun stuff. It's actually a pretty good box, let's see if we can get her out of here as easily as possible. There we go, I got her out. I had to do, like, a hard shove on the back of the thing to, the back of the tray to get her out. Let me, um, let me cut into here and get some of her accessories out. She has three knives, three jagged daggers that she can use to stab cobras to death. There's one, there's two, let me get the two out. They're held in by tape. I think I might have think I might have dropped one. Oh, here it is. Under my keyboard. I got that. And then she has her famed crossbow. We all know that, we all know that Scarlet packs a crossbow like she's Daryl Dixon from The Walking Dead. Let's see how, uh, how well these go along with her. Let's see. The crossbow goes into the back. Let's see. One of her knives goes here. One of her little bitty knives goes here, and another one of her knives goes over here. Let's, let's bend her up a bit. The articulation is pretty nice. It's nice and, nice and tight. The, uh, the paint apps on the face are actually pretty good. Her eyes are on straight. You can see little freckles under her eyes. Very good detailing. I gotta admit, I'm pretty, um, pretty satisfied with this. Her head can move in different directions. She can look over here. She can look over there. Let me put one of these knives in here. See how it fits right into her holster that goes around her neck. Where does the other one go? Let's see. Is there another little spot that I'm missing here? I am not sure. Let's put the, uh, crossbow right here. She has, like, a little hand with a little trigger, so you can tell that that is for the, uh, For the crossbow, Scarlett's one of my favorite Joes. I have, like, I have an affinity for her. When I was younger, there was this kid who lived next door to me. His name was Tim. I didn't like this guy, Tim. I might have mentioned him before. He was the kid in the Apple fight, the Apple war that I mentioned at one point. But he was, he was, like, richer than me. He wasn't fully rich, but his dad, like, ran, like, a plumbing company. And they had, like, all kinds of more money than we had. So he, he had all the Joes and he had all the figs and all the stuff that I wanted. It was, like... It was to the degree that one day I was out hanging out with my guy. He wasn't like my friend by any means, but he was he was to some degree a proximity pal, meaning he lived near me so we would from time to time hang out and he had like he had a scarlet figure. This is like a first series GI Joe, like a straight arm scarlet and he had her like lined up on a on a fence and he was hucking rocks at her and I I did not have a ton of Joes by any means. I did not have, like, a ton. So I was like, please, please, if you're going to do that, just give it to me. Give her to me. I want her. So be in. He's like, you're in love with Scarlett, dude. You must you must be some kind of a wimp. And I said, I do. I want her. I want her. So he he gave her to me, and I was, like, a bit ashamed that I begged for a fig. But I, I did want the fig a lot. So in the end, it worked out for me because I got her. And she was one of my favorite Joes for years. I, I don't know, man. I always... I always liked that she had, like, this crossbow and everything. I don't know, man. I probably had a crush. I probably had a crush on a doll when I was a kid. That's just what it's like when you're a kid and you're a little weirdo. But I I begged Tim. I was like, please. Please, Tim. Show mercy. Show mercy. Don't smash her out. Please. And he did. He relented. He didn't smash her, and I had her. So I guess I'm the winner. I wonder whatever happened to that kid, Tim. Probably nothing good. Probably nothing good at all. That kid was whack. He. He liked to like throw apples at me and he would like break his toys. This kid was not nice. He was not cool. He even he even went to like a private school. I went to Binkley elementary, and he was like the same age as me and same grade, but he went to like he went to like the Sonoma Academy. Or someplace whack like that where like rich wannabe kids went. No shout out to you, Tim. No shout out to you. I'm trying to get her the knives into her uh She has, like, a quiver on her back, and I'm guessing that's where her two additional knives go, because her crossbow doesn't fit in there at all in any way, but the knives do fit in there, I suppose. It'd be cool sometimes if they would show you, like, a picture of the uh, character with the weapons in the proper positions, you know, so that you could just kind of jump right into what they're going to look like. But I'm, I'm very satisfied with this, my guy. She looks really great her articulation is great. I'm I'm pretty pleased. I don't want to I don't want to get into these. The ones I want out of the first series. I think the first series is Scarlet, Duke, Roadblock, and then I think there's a Cobra Commander. Hold on. They're all in the back. Let me um let me reach for this. I apologize. I apologize. Amateur Radio Hour. Let's see. You got Duke, Snake Eyes and Scarlet. And then you got Roadblock and Gung-Ho. I don't really like the gung-ho or the roadblock very much. I'm not a big roadblock guy. He's fine, but I, I didn't like how he always was rhyming on the cartoon. I do want Duke, and I do want Snake Eyes, and then as far as the bad guys, there's the Baradus, Cobra Commander, and Destro. And then I know they made the Destro in the pimp suit. And since then they've made a Storm Shadow. But they made one it's like it's like a more nineties style Storm Shadow that I don't really like. But if I saw him on the shelves, I would I would get him for sure. Honestly, if I saw almost any of these on the shelves. I would get him. I don't know if I'd get Gung-Ho or Roadblock. I might I might just because, but I know if I saw Duke, I'm jumping at him. If I saw Snake Eyes, I'm jumping at him. If I saw the Baroness, I'm getting her. The Baroness comes with a motorcycle, I think, which is pretty uh pretty ill at any rate. Let's move forward into the show. We're going to get a little soundbite of our gal Scarlet from the cartoon. And then right after that, we are going to jump into what did uh, Gino Vega have for lunch? Yesterday.
0: Who named Scarlet? Real name, Shana M. O'Hara. Surviving relatives, father, three brothers. Current place of residence, Atlanta, Georgia. (laughs) I came here for a workout, but I wasn't expecting anything like that. Hi, sis. (laughs) Your reflexes are better than ever, (laughs) Shauna. Thanks, Dad. But why the masks? Well, you know how each one of us fights. So we thought if you didn't know who was who, it would give us an edge. I know you from the way you stand, Brian. Oh. Trouble? It's a top priority emergency. No way around it. I have to go. What did Gino Vega ever want? Yesterday I see Robot. It's me, Mr. Sensational Geno Vega calling to let you know what I had for lunch yesterday. What did I have for lunch yesterday? I had um, some sort of boxed macaroni and cheese, but it was whack. I think it was from Trader Joe's or something. So um, not that Trader Joe's is like on a healthy tip per se, but I think it was supposed to be like healthier than Kraft style boxed mac and cheese. Whack. Just, you know, you I mean, boxed mac and cheese in general is pretty whack. Even like the, the, the kind of junkier kind, you're expecting it to be just kind of like decadence dive into like fat and calories and it just oh, kind of like runny and bland and boring there's this one kind of box mac and cheese I remember loving when I was a kid but I cannot remember what kind it was there were kind of these like chunky wagon wheel looking shaped noodles and uh, I just remember them being very hearty but uh, maybe I was just a kid I don't know that's what I had for lunch today. talk to you soon
1: Thank you, and big shout-out to Gino Vega for sharing that lunch with us, man. I I, I feel you on Trader Joe's. They kind of front like they're, like, the healthier alternative to stuff, and they do have, like, some healthy stuff, but, like, there's healthy stuff over at Safeway, too. Trader Joe's is just, like, it's like a health food store that is, like, in disguise. You know what I'm saying? It's not not really a health food store. It's a store that's in disguise as a health food store, but, um, I, I myself like a macaroni and cheese, I'm not, like, a giant connoisseur of the mac and cheese, I usually go for just, like, the Kraft, like, the Kraft and the blue box, if I don't make my own at home, it's easy enough to make, you just kind of, like, you get the macaroni, and then you throw it in a pot, and you get some, like, milk and some cheese, and you kind of just, like, you just, like, mix it all together, the, the kid back in the day, like, many, like, many, many kids out there in the world was just, like, addicted to macaroni and cheese, so I got, I got pretty good at making it. Over the years because I was just like making it for her like every day like this homemade macaroni and cheese. I basically like – I basically just mix in the, you know, the cheese, the butter, some like butter and some milk and you just sort of mix it around. It's not really like that hard. It's kind of – the only area where there's any like room for anything is sort of in the uh, like the variety of the cheese that you use. In general, we'll buy like – we buy like a bag of shredded cheese every week. It's kind of like this – they call it the Mexican mix. And it's like two or three different kinds of cheeses together, and you just kind of throw that in there. I find that, like, I find that some extra mozzarella kind of adds to the, the overall macaroni and cheese as well. What I, what I also like to do for dinner every once in a while is just make some, some craft macaroni and cheese and just chop up a hot dog. You pre-cook the hot dog, then you chop it up, then you throw it in, and then that kind of, kind of adds some protein to the, uh, to the mix. But I find that also the, uh, the combination... Of the cheese and the hot dogs gives me the burps, which is fine. It's okay to burp every, every once and again. I don't like the Velveeta shells and cheese very much. It's too, um, it's too creamy. I'm not a big guy as far as Velveeta. I, I think it's fine. I think that you can use it for certain things, even though, like, we hardly ever buy it. It's still, it's still kind of weird to me, the way that you don't really have to, like, refrigerate it. It just, like, sits on your shelf. Not, not something that I'm, I'm way into the... The overall texture of it is just—it's far too creamy for me. Creamy food is kind of like a turnoff to me. I don't really go for like pasta primavera or any any kind of creamy soups. I like food, of course, but just creamy food—it's not not your boy's bag. Speaking of non-creamy foods, up next we got American Pizza Man. Let's move into that.
0: The only real American pizza, made by an American, American Pizza Man. Masai Bindo. American Pizza Man. American pizza. American pizza. American Pizza. American Pizza.
1: All right, we are back. It is me, the American Pizza Man, in full effect. That is E F F E C T. If you want to spell it, you can spell pizza with a P. I don't know, does that rhyme? That's something, something that kind of rhymes. We are back, dude. We're in full swing as far as making pizzas. We're making it like, I don't know, dude. I'm thinking like twice a week. The recipe that the wife prefers is good for like four small pizzas. And that's one major way that we flipped the pizza script lately. Instead of making like one large pizza pie, we're making like two smaller ones, and what this does is, it's easier to manage, it's easier to get like a smaller, mid size medium maybe pizza into the oven, than it is like one large pizza, because my, my pizza stick, I don't, I don't know what you call it, my pizza peel, it broke, the handle snapped off, I had it hanging on the wall in the laundry room, and the, uh, vibrations. From the dryer caused it to fall off the wall and, like, it's it's been tough. We've been using, like, spatulas and all kinds of stuff. I know I can just go ahead and order a peel, but I'm too lazy. I'm too cheap. I just, I just don't want to do it. But we've, uh, we've managed to, like, we've managed to get, like, a workaround. We're making these two small pizzas. and It's been going, going really well. And since we got, like, a new, a new dosage of yeast, the doughs have been, like, great, dude. We're getting, like, hold on, let me, uh... I just got a message. It is from... It is from... It's from Gino Vega. And he says something uh, that his new show is on the way. So you can you can look out for that. We're going to have a new, exciting Gino Vega episode coming soon. It's going to be great. But back to pizza. The, the dough has been really more consistent ever since we got the new dosage of yeast. We get, like... We get those nice bubbles in it. We get the, uh, we get that, what would you call it, where it looks like spider webbing when we are, like, kneading it up. I'd have to hit up the Sausage Taryn to see what she says about that, but we've been getting that. It's really, really going well. We've developed, like, a nice, thin style. It's crispy, not too crispy to where it comes across as burnt. You want, like, a nice crisp. To your pizza crust, as far as I'm concerned. I don't like the soggy crust. I'm not into, like, the big poofy crust. I do like, I do like a deep dish pizza. Don't get me wrong. But when I'm making one at home, I want it, like, thin with a little bit of snap to it. And we've really, um, we've really hit on it, like, in a nice, in a nice way this past Wednesday. Wednesday is pizza day. At the house, that's when we watch wrestling on TV, AEW Wrestling, which my guy Gino Vega, who we just mentioned, he hates this more than he hates all other wrestling combined. And I don't know why. At first, he was really enthusiastic about it, but over time, he kind of got out of it. And I, I really, I don't know why. Maybe it's too much Cody Rhodes. I, I'm not the most biggest fan of Cody ever, but I do like I do like him enough. I don't know. Gino Vega, next next time we speak, let me know. Why do you hate AEW so much? Why do you hate it? It's very reminiscent of WCW to me. But at any rate, we watch watch wrestling every Wednesday night, and then we'll make the pizza pies to go along with the wrestling. And it's just like... It's like a real throwback to the days of when the wife and I first got together, and every Monday we would make pizza and watch Monday Night Raw, but when we made pizza, it wasn't like we were making homemade pizza. We would go for like a tombstone. I've always been like a tombstone fan, the frozen tombstone, so every Monday we would watch Monday Night Raw and WCW uh, Monday Nitro, and we would eat this tombstone pizza, and it was one of our early, early traditions that I've been so happy to see it be brought back in the days of AEW and the days of homegrown pizza. We've really grown as people. Now we make our own pizza. We make our own dough. We grow our own tomatoes for the sauce. We do everything. It's great. We still haven't had any success as far as making mozzarella. And I've been talking to uh, Sarah, the vegetarian, about it. She's just like, bro, making cheese is the whole thing. You know, I think first you've got to master the art of making pizza, which I'm sure you're far from, but you got to master that pizza art before you can even start delving in to the world of queso. If you want to be the rey de queso, you first have to be the king of pizza, and I I definitely understand that. So we've been going back to the store-bought mozzarella, but we buy big blocks. We buy the big block, and we shred it. I talked about this on the last episode. I really enjoy shredding cheese, and lately, like I said, we've been making the two pizzas, which gives like a Which gives, like, a nice variety. The other day, I had, like, an incredible workout. The wife hurt herself, and she was out of the workout. And I had this incredible workout over at the school. Like, I'm not even kidding. It was, like, a devastating tire-flipping workout. And I came home, and, like, I could barely move, right? I'm sitting there. I'm, like, trying to drink some orange juice. Like, my hands are shaking. I don't know if you've ever been to that point in a workout where, like, you've exhausted every calorie that you have in your body, and you can't even so much as move. So I'm just, like, my hands are shaking, I'm sick. I'm just like, I can't do it. I can't make the pizza. You're going to have to do it. And she said, you know, I would love to do it. So she went in there and she made two pizza pies all by herself. And they were just, like, absolutely delightful. I got to say, she is like a far, 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 far better cook than I can ever be. And maybe that the American pizza man myself was holding her back from becoming the true American pizza man. Because these two pizzas she made on her lonesome are so much better than any of the pies you guys ever made. She went and she got some basil, some fresh cut basil from the side yard, and she made a homemade pesto that was just, it was delightful, and she made a pesto pizza with zucchinis from the garden, with tomatoes from the garden, all for herself, and it was delightful. She shared some for me, and for me, she made like a meat lover's pizza with salami, pepperoni, some sliced up ham, As well as some sausage with fennel seeds put into it. And it was just, like, so great, man. I still have a slice left. in the fridge that I'm gonna eat for lunch and I can't wait to get to it. Let's, let's talk about, like, other kinds of pizzas before we get too far into the, uh, pizza game. I, I did get a pizza out the other day. I got a, uh, Little Caesars. And you guys know I'm a fan of Little Caesars. I, I do think it's good. But they're... There are other pizzas out there that people like to try, and I, I thought I would talk about those for a sec. We have Domino's around here, and I don't think Domino's is too great. And for whatever reason, they don't deliver to our house. And I think the only advantage Domino's has over any other pizza in the world is the fact that they deliver. And for whatever reason, the street that's like two streets over for mine is the cutoff for the Domino's delivery. So we don't get Domino's here, but... I don't love it that much. I don't think their pizza is really that great. Every time I've ordered one, it's actually been kind of undercooked. So I'm not, I'm not a giant fan. We do have a Pizza Hut on the other side of town. It's like a takeout Pizza Hut. And I haven't been there in years. Last time I had Pizza Hut was at a combination Pizza Hut slash Taco Bell. And I do kind of like Pizza Hut, to be honest. They tend to, they tend to go heavy on the cheese, which I like. And I do kind of like the buttery crust. If they would deliver the Pizza Hut... To my house, I gotta admit, I might get back into the Pizza Hut vibe. We also have a round table. It might be a West Coast only chain, but I love round table. When I think Bay Area pizza, I gotta say, as far as chains go, round table might be the king. Their pizza always has like really great toppings, top notch toppings. The crust is very thin, very nice, also has nice bubbles to it, real high quality stuff. Every time I've ever ordered a round table, it's been great. I honestly do like Sparrows, the Sparrows in the mall. I know it's not by any means a high-quality pizza, but I enjoy it. I think it's fine. What I like What I like at Sparrows is the meatballs. I get like a pizza and then order a couple meatballs and those are always good. I haven't had Sparrows in forever. I don't even know if the food court at the mall is open. I know the mall's open. But I do not know if the food court is open, but man, I would love to get a piece of Sparrows. It would just feel like the old days, back when everything was normal. I also used to enjoy the Sparrows. They had a Cottingtown. Town. That's our other mall. There's one mall downtown, and then Cottingtown is on the, um, it's on the northwest side of town. And they used to have a Sparrows there that I would just go to all the time. Sparrows and me we get along. I don't think it's great, but there is some kind of, like, nice quality to it that I do enjoy. We have a lot of other random pizza chains in town, but if you ask me who was the king, the king of all Santa Rosa pizza, I'm going to say Mambo's, but sadly, right before everything jumped off, Mambo started doing a remodel to the inside of their location, which I thought was completely unnecessary, because even though it is run down, even though it is trashy, it had a lot of character, and I always enjoyed going there. But they started this remodel, and that, like, that slowed the plays down incredibly. They haven't been opened in any form since everything started. So I haven't had a Mambo's since, I don't know, March? Like, seven months ago? And I gotta tell you, dude, I am dying for a Mambo's. I would do anything short of murder. Right now, for one. That's not at all true. I wouldn't do, like, assault and battery. I wouldn't do robbery. I wouldn't do anything like that for a Mambo's. But... I would be happy to pay for one. I guess they have a Mambo's in Sebastopol. That's the next town over. That's the town that has the flea market that we go to. Maybe next time we go to the flea market, we'll swing by and we'll get a Mambo's. Let's jump ahead in the show. Enough pizza talk for now. Seventy-five
0: We were born to be who we are. The bright light from a distant star. Miracles and answered prayers. With every passing day more and more smokers are becoming concerned with what cigarettes may be doing to their health. Most of those who believe they should stop find it very difficult to do so. They find it's become a deeply ingrained habit, a habit they can't change. I know about these things because I've been through it. My wife and I both tried to quit smoking through sheer willpower, and it didn't work. We invite you now to listen, and we wish you every success. So you want to stop smoking and you know it's going to be rough. You know it's going to take a lot of willpower. Right? Sorry. Wrong. And it isn't really all that rough. As a matter of fact, it's pretty simple. Right? Sorry. Wrong. To date, over 3,000 people have stopped smoking and they've done it without willpower, without gaining weight, and without climbing the wall. Right? Sorry. Wrong. To eliminate the habit, You've got to change the data that's been recorded. Erase the old and replace it with something new. Right? Sorry, wrong. You are listening to the Stuck at Home Show. I'm not sure if it's Tuesday or Thursday, May or June. Time is a construct.
1: Hey, this is me. I am over at Dollar Tree right now using I have like some earphones. The little microphone, so if it sounds really terrible. That is why I, I allowed myself five items. It's a five dollar day at the Dollar Tree, and I'm gonna go over the five things that I got really quick before I check out. I'm pretending like I'm talking into my phone right now, so I no, uh, yes. Why don't um yeah we can do that. Uh, somebody just walked by me right now. I got a I got a thing of sour cream and onion stacks. I like stacks; they're not as good as Pringles, but they are okay. I got myself a a bag of ice. I can always use a bag of ice. I got myself two packs of AAA batteries. I'm going to count these as one item. I think it's fine. I I make the rules. I got a copy of The Road Warrior, the Mad Max movie on Blu-ray. It has a director's commentary by George Miller, which I'm actually like, really looking forward to um, checking out. Sometimes they have some pretty good Blu-rays at Dollar Tree, believe it or not. Over the years I've gotten like quite quite a few good ones. I got a pack of Jolly Ranchers, the Sour Kind. I plan on melting my mouth open again. Oh, I like this song. Is this the uh is this the Moody Blue? Sometimes they play good music in here. This is my favorite Moody Blue song, if if I even have one. This is probably the only Moody Blue song that I that I like at all. And then I got a pack of leftover Halloween candy in which they are those those, uh, orange and black peanut butter filled ones, you know what I'm talking about that some people really hate. I don't hate them. I, myself, I like them quite a bit. Alright, this is me, Icy Robot, signing off from the Dollar Tree. Alright, this is me. I'm back in the house, back from the Dollar Tree. Man, I gotta, I gotta tell you, this has been, like, a really, really slow week. The, um, the wife had surgery this past week. It's nothing major. Don't even worry about it. It's kind of kind of a very minor issue, but it, it laid her up for a few days in a row, and your boy had to play nursemaid, so I haven't really got to go out and have any kind of, like, wacky adventures, or do anything wacky and fun, of just, like, I've just been in the house bringing her, bringing her stuff to eat, helping her get up and down, things like that, which is fine, it's my job, and I accept it, but it's not, like, it's not, like, thrilling or exciting or, or anything like that, we did make pizza, that was really, like, the highlight of the, of the entire week, to be honest, but if If the worst thing you have going for you is that there's nothing exciting going on, that's that's a lot better than living a tumultuous life full of hardships and and whatever. i I hope that you guys are all doing well. I Hope the life is treating you good. We're starting to transition into the the cooler month, which is nice. i I put the fan away. I put all that stuff away, which is which is really nice because it's been kind of kind of warm these past few weeks. I'm not like a warm weather guy. I realize, hey, man. You live in California. You got to deal with that warm life, but I don't like hot weather as much as I like nice, cool weather. I don't think I don't think that I'm alone in that regard, and it's nice to see the seasons start to transition. I'm actually I'm wearing a sweatshirt right now, a hooded sweatshirt, which has like been a first of the year. I think I think it's been the first in a long time that I've that I've had one of these on. So it's really it's really nice. I love wearing a sweatshirt. I love pulling up my hood. I love being I love being cool. But one thing that I, I'm going to have to start dealing with is that the uh, the rain is going to start kicking in pretty soon. We, we sometimes get a pretty heavy rain season. and I've seen some of the forecasted weather and that like, it's going to start hitting us pretty hard and the, the workouts and the HPI and all that stuff we do is outside. So it's going to be, it's going to be rough to try to figure out some way to, um, transition into that. But you know, life is really just like a series of transitions. If you look at it in in the right way, you got to you gotta pivot, you gotta swivel, you gotta keep on moving, and while I might not be able to go flip the tire in the mud, I may actually be able to go flip the tire in the mud, dude. There's nothing wrong with a little mud, nothing wrong with getting a little dirty, getting a little gross in the name of physical fitness, but I I do want to advise all you guys that as we head into the uh, wintry months, please, 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 go get a flu shot. I'm not the kind of guy who likes to get flu shots, but I have. I got one, because it's just the safe, smart thing to do. I got one, the kid got one, the wife got one. So we're all, we're all protected. We gotta make sure that while the bug is still in the air, we don't go and get the flu as well, which is just gonna make it harder for the hospitals to keep up with the flow, dude. We gotta be responsible, responsible citizens. I think that's the most important thing. You're not a sucker if you're a responsible citizen. You're a good person, and it's better to be a good person than it is to be like a selfish sack of garbage, which I do see from some people out there, and I... I don't know how you go through life being like that, man. I know that, like, in everybody's eyes, we're the most important person. But you do have to look at other people and realize that in their eyes, they're just as important as you are. So you got to look out for them as much as you look out for yourself. Remember that, dudes. When you're out in the world, everybody else is just as important as you. I don't even think that is worth saying. But it, it does feel like in in, in the, the state of affairs out there sometime, it may be some, uh, some things that people are uh, slipping on. I went to the flea market. The other week, let me, uh, let me reach over here and grab something. I went to the flea market this past week, and I know that you guys are like, well, you go to the flea market every week, see Robot, so what's the big, uh, what's the big deal? Usually I've been going to the flea market in Sebastopol, not the one in, in Santa Rosa, because it's kind of, it's kind of rinky-dink here in town. The The Santa Rosa flea market used to be at the Vets building when, when that was open, and it was like a huge, a gigantic affair, but they, they moved it to, like, this location on Santa Rosa Avenue, which I do appreciate, because... They're trying to stay open. They're trying to stay available because a lot of people do rely on the flea market for their income. So you got to make that available to them. So it's nice that they do it, but I don't go as often because it's smaller, but also more crowded with people. And I do try to avoid the, uh, the, like, direct contact with people. And flea market folks, they're not the best about wearing their masks. They're not the best about social distancing. I'm sure that that's not really, like, too hard to believe. But we did decide to go there just to kind of just to kind of flip the script and I figured you know if I wear my mask and I'm aggressive about staying apart from other people I, I should be fine especially because we're outside and we all know outside things are a lot safer than indoor things but I'm glad I'm glad that I did go because my guy Alan Alan is a vendor I know he's also a guy I know from the dig really great guy super friendly super nice and like he has like bins and bins and bins and bins and bins and bins and bins. And bins, and bins. Of just like the most random things you've ever seen in your life. But if you dig and dig and dig, you can find some cool stuff and find something cool I did. What I have right here in my hand is a mask condor with Brad Turner with the mask. And now I already have Brad Turner with the mask, but I didn't have the condor. The condor is the green motorcycle that turns into a helicopter. If any of you guys are out there, what does mask stand for? Mobile Armored Strike Command. The gimmick of that is like they're ordinary vehicles, but they transform into like combat vehicles. And this is like a green sort of like, sort of like a Japanese style racing bike. And it transforms into a helicopter. If you pull this piece up, you get the props and then you can pull this back and you get the, the, the rear wheel becomes the, the rotor. And then these are like landing gears. It's really, really cool. And I've had Brad Turner for a long time with his little mask, but I only have like, one other, uh, mask vehicle, and that's the, uh, van that Cliff Dagger drives, so I was really happy to get this, and then I got, like, a whole bunch of other weird little stuff, like, weird little robots and weird little figures and stuff, and my guy, Alan, only charged me $3, that's the best thing about this guy, he, um... He's very, very inexpensive with his wares. He's kind of kind of nice. He always remembers my name. I remember his name. He knows the wife's name. Very friendly guy. Really cool guy. When when they used to have the flea market at the Vets building, which was a much larger building, you'd see homie skateboarding all over the place, which I always thought was, like, really neat. He would have his little booth, and then he would go skateboard around to see the other booths. Really cool guy. Really friendly guy. And I'm excited to have this, have this condor. This is one of the mask vehicles I remember having. As a kid, it was one of the less expensive ones. It came in like a small box with the figure, but it's really really cool. And like right now, I'm having Brad zipping around. He's like zip 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 zip, 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 shoot, shoot, shoot. Take this Miles Mayhem. Pew, pew, pew. Take this uh cliff dagger. Pew, pew, pew. And then he's flying back into space, and now he's gonna transform into a motorcycle upon landing. And he's gonna go on his merry way. Alright, guys. I think that's about it. I've basically been vamping for the last seven minutes trying to, like, fill up the the time. Because life has been really slow these past few weeks. I realize, like, sometimes as a husband, you got to be a nursemaid. And I'm not complaining because if I were wounded, I would expect the same after her. But it doesn't make for a a thrilling time. But hopefully life will get more and more thrilling, more and more exciting. I hope that you guys are doing well. I hope that you're remembering the prime tenant of the show, and that is E-L-E.
0: Everybody love everybody. Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall.
1: Get that fear out, bring the love in until we meet again. Do the time. Do not let the time do you. Time seem hard right now. But you gotta believe things are getting better. Birds are migrating again. Rains are back. Stuff's stuff's getting better. Things are getting better.
0: This has been an IC Robots radio production. The announcer for this program is employed by Georgia Championship Wrestling Incorporated.